here, I do want to uh, just kind of intro the panelists that we have and, and thank them for joining us. Um, first up, we have Danny Reed based out of Chicago, and he's currently the sales director at Metadata. Um, Danny spent the past four years as a top performing BDR and an AE at G2. Um, he's responsible for building out their sales development team, and he was also the winner of the 2019 AE of the Year Award, um, which was a national award that was sponsored by Chili Piper. So Danny, thank you for joining us today. Thank we you for having me. Yeah. We also have Mike Goldenberg out of Boston. He is the head of sales at Alice. Um, and over the past 10 years, Mike has been a self-proclaimed pioneer in the evolution of SaaS sales. Uh, he's worked his way up from an entry-level employee to director, and he has experience leading teams from zero to 10 million, as well as leading teams generating over 35 million annually. Uh, Mike, thanks for being here. My pleasure. And then last but not least, we have Michael Tuso based out of San Francisco. Um, he's the director of revenue generation for Chili Piper. Uh, and Michael's a seasoned sales practitioner and manager of remote revenue teams. Uh, he was named one of the top 25 most influential sales leaders by the AAISP. Uh, and his passion is around equipping revenue teams with the tools to be successful while optimizing their performance through coaching, training, learning, and mentoring. Uh, so Michael, it's a pleasure to have you here. Pumped to be here. Awesome. So we're going to start off with Danny today. Um, and Danny, if you wouldn't mind just giving uh, people just a quick background or intro to metadata, if they uh, do not know. Yeah, sure. Um, I think it'll be helpful for the audience piece for how we built out the campaign. So we are essentially a demand generation platform. So we, sell, we, we help customers that are growth marketers, CMOs, demand generation marketers, support ABM strategies to kind of put all of their paid social on autopilot through AI and make their lives a little easier to generate leads from target accounts. Um, in a nutshell, that's what we do. Awesome. And uh, the big question that everyone's here for, what was the most innovative campaign that marketing has run for your sales team? So it was, uh, we had Jason Whitup who was doing, uh, he was a part-time marketer for us for quite, quite some time. I joined Metadata in February of 2020. And then he started about two months later. I think his first week was in March. And so when he came in, uh, he, he uh, kind of came in during the COVID piece. So a lot of budgets got cut and we were dealing with a lot of uncertainty in the market. And so he wanted to try out a couple unique uh, different campaigns. And there was one that stood out and it was a LinkedIn conversational ad campaign. So if anybody's not familiar with this, this is a beta product that LinkedIn has launched. It's essentially like a uh, live chat or drift or, um, you know, any of those chatbots that you put on your website, but it will uh, go directly into your inbox in LinkedIn. And so you can set up sort of a chatbot playbook and put in your message that'll reach an inbox for your, whoever you're trying to target in your audience uh, within LinkedIn. So um, you want me to talk about the results of the campaign, Brandon, or do you have other questions you wanted to get to? Yeah, I'd love to, you know, we, we kind of dipped our toes into the conversational stuff on LinkedIn and we've had some promising returns early. Um, but obviously it's, uh, it's not enough time for us to show any stats. So if you have any of that stuff, that'd be really awesome. Yeah. So I think there's a couple things that, that Jason did that proved to be really effective. The first was he made, uh, the, and maybe I'll lead, maybe I'll lead with this. I'll lead with the results. So, um, Jason had a lead goal of 50 leads in April. And by just the LinkedIn conversational ad piece alone, he generated 81. So reached his goal well above and beyond. So then what our, our sales management team did was double that lead goal for him for the next month. So he had a lead goal of 120 demo requests for sales through the campaign. And that was for May. 
We're at the 28th of May and he's generated 180 leads so far from that campaign. So he's wow. doing just a lot of incredible work. We've got a team of four full-time sellers at Metadata. So I have been nothing but busy running demos the last few weeks. Um, so those are the results. And the way that he got to those results are he built a very specific audience size list. So it was based on our ICP. It was based on uh, 200 to 2000 employees. And we sell to uh, C-suite VPs, directors and managers in the marketing function. So CMOs, VPs of demand gen, VPs of growth marketing. And so the full audience size was 19,000 people. And that's who we, we chose to run this against. And then the other thing that he did that was unique is he had the message come from himself as a marketer. So he, you know, he tried a couple different uh, variations of this, but he found that if you reach out to the person that is a, a mimic title for you, you know, a marketer talking to a marketer, it's more likely that they'll actually read the full message from you. Whereas if they see it from a salesperson, more people are likely to tune that out at the end of the day, uh, which is unfortunate for us all. But um, he got better results when it came from himself. So he ran it that way. And then the results for the campaign were he spent a total of $13,000 in ad budget. It got him 24,000 impressions, 15,000 clicks, at the end of the day, both those two months netted out to 261 leads. The big one though was the conversion rate of people seeing the ad and the conversion rate was 68%, which you know, wow. our, our team manages a lot of marketing campaigns and usually it's around like five to 20%. So very big results. Um, and it was a $64 CPL. And this is for people directly in our target market. So really, really, really good campaign. He kind of poured gas on the fire after we figured out that it worked. So I'd say that um, I think my three takeaways from the campaign for everybody is like, be very specific in your targeting right now. It's a really weird time. So evergreen marketing is not going to be your best bet. Figure out who you, your, uh, your product or your service is most relevant to and get hyper-focused on them, including like your audience and the type of content that you're serving them. Second is I would highly recommend everybody try out LinkedIn Conversational Ads now before uh, they get old and before marketing ruins it. Because the second that one thing works, then marketing goes out and ruins it because everybody's doing it. So yeah. Try to get in and do some some initial testing there. And then third would be um, uh, try like using, have the message come from a mimic title of who you're trying to reach. If you're trying to reach maybe an IT director, have that message come from say, you know, your head of IT at your company. It's more likely it's going to get opened and read and, and better your conversion rates. So I think those are my three takeaways from uh, Jason's campaign and, and really what drove those type of results. That's awesome. That 68% conversion rate is astounding. Um, and I think that uh, to your point, it's something I never really thought of, but as a sales leader, someone who's selling a sales tool to other sales leaders, um, you know, I, I feel like that's something that works really well for me based on my experience. Um, so translating that as a marketer, you know, reaching out to another marketer, um, that's a really good tip as well. Uh, but that sounds like an awesome campaign and we're going to make sure that we double down on our can uh, conversational ads before they get uh, blitzed by everybody else. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Danny. Sure. Appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Um, so, Mike, why don't you run us through your uh, most innovative campaign? Yeah. So, you know, first off, let me say that was uh, great, and uh, we'll be hopping on that quickly. Um, but <laughs> the point that you just hit on, in particular, that I, I really agree with is like the importance right now of being super targeted and focused and, and personal. Um, you know, right now versus like everything Greenfield, all this like noise of generic stuff is 
I mean, it, was, it wasn't working before, and now it's even way worse uh, in terms of just like where people's minds are at right now, what they have time and energy for. Um, and that, you know, kind of leads us to, you know, what Alice does. So, you know, what we are, uh, our company is all about is trying to build more personal bonds and connections, you know, in the business world. And that's done through our personal experience platform um, that allows you to, you know, send individual one-to-one -one gifts at scale to people um, through better understanding, you know, their background and the things that they like. And, you know, really the whole premise is that, you know, the lines between the nine to five, and it's funny because we were working all of this before, you know, COVID hit and actually made this much more of a reality, but is that the lines of the nine to five and five to nine were blurring and that, you know, everyone can reach out and talk to someone, you know, about, you know, their role and, you know, certain titles, especially it's like they're getting hit up when you're that C-level, VP level, director level manager, like probably all of us on, you know, the webinar right now are going after a lot of the same people. Um, you know, how do you stand out to those people beyond just their persona? And, you know, you hear these terms persona, personalized, um, but we're taking it kind of to that next step, which is the personal and to actually have those conversations about things that are beyond just their work and what they do. And obviously you need to be relevant to their work, um, but, you know, this being, you know, an amazing way to stand out and something to, you know, again, be more relevant um, and, and to just be more human in the way that we interact, um, you know, in business. And I think one of the silver linings of the current situation is just I find that everyone has become so much more human, like everyone's brought down the facades when their kids are yelling in the background and things like that. Um, so, you know, again, the timing of it all has been super interesting in that we were already working on all of this beforehand, but, you know, the specific campaign, you know, that I was going to reference um, was around our universe conference um, that we put together. So the whole premise was that it was to, you know, um, you know, and again, this was before I think now a lot of the you know, digital things have been played out a bit, all these digital conferences. Um, but when we were doing it, the whole premise was that this was not going to be another boring, like, um, type of conference. This was going to really celebrate people's, you know, five to nine efforts. And, and it would just be engaging in a way um, that, you know, people want to be engaged with. And so it was a lot of people that you may know as a professional, um, often speaking about things like how they cook and how they paint and things like that. Um, and so the whole goal was to have just this really concerted effort. And, you know, it's obviously going to be different for a lot of companies. They may not have a theme like we have at Alice, which is around the personal. Um, but I think the bigger thing that, you know, worked really well for us around this whole conference, and, and I'll talk to, you know, some of the results in terms of how we know it was so successful, was that, it was just this very um, centered approach in terms of like all of our efforts over a three to four week period, you know, we're all intertwined with sales and marketing, working together in terms of our posts and videos and building the momentum and having the messaging really intertwined to what we were doing with the show um, versus kind of this thing that's just sitting out there that people don't, you know, know about very much like, the value of the show actually was much more than just the attendance. And, you know, it was over like a thousand people there of, you know, ICP type of context we were looking for, but it was more just about like all those interactions we were having even beforehand and, and the, 
the way that, you know, our message by being um, consistent from, you know, all the way through sales and marketing and it building on each other, it really helped where like we were having conversations about it, even with people who didn't go, who just thought it like was a good idea. And it just, you know, was a good conversation starter. And so <clears throat> in the course of, um, you know, like I said, the um, multiple weeks that we were, you know, doing all this different messaging on different platforms, um, you know, carrying through, we were able to get, um, you know, over 10% of our, um, you know, ICP named accounts, our top tier accounts um, to engage with us, you know, either through um, clicking on things through emails or signups. Um, also, we had, uh, you know, about 300 of our ICP named accounts who engaged with us, um, which was, you know, over, I think, 50% more than like our best campaign prior to that. So, again, we're, you know, we are fairly focused right now on larger enterprises, and we do have a, a pretty narrow market that we're going after. So, you know, to be able to get, you know, 10% of your market to engage with you in a real way, um, you know, in with one campaign was immensely helpful for us. Uh, it was also particularly helpful in terms of um, deals that were in mid cycle. So we actually had two deals that were were previously we thought dead come back to life, uh, and a third deal that accelerated in particular very quickly, uh, just because of the experience they had. And they were like just very on board and it just got them excited about you know what we were doing. Um, so that was super huge again, kind of bringing those deals back. Um, and then after the show, just in terms of following up with people, um, we were able, um, just in our very first initial outreach after that to get 10% of the people, um, to engage in, in further conversations. So, you know, it was all these different things. It was, it was like this consistent message that got them all to the place, um, a central place for us to tell the story and to get them excited and to really, um, you know, have everything that we, our product does kind of intertwined with kind of the bigger theme that we were trying to get to. And I think just the combination of those things was really successful and half the opportunities that we created in the next two weeks after the show in particular, um, you know, we were able to tie back to participation in the show as well. So, you know, I think for me, the, the big takeaway and, and the things that we're trying to like replicate, you know, because obviously we can't just do the same show again, um, is just having that really um, tied together strategic approach in terms of like getting everyone singing the same song and getting it out there versus kind of the virtual event where, you know, sales isn't maybe fully bought in or they don't know really how to promote it. Um, we did a lot of sales enablement and, and our marketing team was super active in terms of using the sales team and the whole company for that matter um, in getting the messaging out and, and really getting a lot of the, the people, not just anyone to, um, to the event and to the show and engage, um, but very much like the ideal customers that, you know, we are looking for. Yeah. And actually, I like that you know, kind of the theme of this is you guys are focused on that more personal connection. Um, and it really sounds like this event and, and kind of building your brand and getting the personality of your company out there um, helped throughout the entire funnel. It wasn't just that you got 10% of your ICP to engage with you, but it was also that, you know, the people, the deals that you thought were dead or the people that were having conversations with you, they really got to see, you know, what is this company about? What do they do? And it, it really helped move those deals along. And 
um, in my experience, some of that like extracurricular, you know, those statistics, they're hard to measure from something like this, but it sounds like overall it was really successful for you. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I'll say is that um, when you see the results, you, you know, it just like, even if you can't point it to any one particular thing, it, it you know, kind of reassures you that you're going in the right direction. Right. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and next up, we've got Michael Tuso. Um, I think you've got a, a couple of different campaigns that you wanted to share with us. But first, can you just give us a little bit of background on Chili Piper and what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. Most people know us for uh, being a scheduling tool. So uh, we schedule and route your uh, inbound leads. Um, most of the time, you'll have like an SLA in place where it takes like 24 hours or more to get in touch with your leads. Um, and, and, but data suggests that if you don't get in touch with them within the first five minutes, um, your likelihood of conversion drops by 88%. Chili Piper solves that problem by scheduling and routing it to the right person, also qualifying them. Um, so average conversion rate on the inbound leads uh, go up uh, on average 70% with our customers. We also have a, a, a tool we call Chili Inbox, uh, which uh, enables you to get gain account intelligence and also collaborate directly through email. Uh, so if you think in the collaborative function that you have in like Google Docs, you can do that through email at Chili Piper. So um, that's a product we're in the middle of launching right now. So um, if you're interested in that, I can talk to you one-on-one, uh, -on -one, but we're, we're sort of in the middle of launching that tool uh, right now. And that's what we do. Awesome. So walk us through uh, the, the first campaign that you want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have a couple of different campaigns um, and I'll sort of preface it with, um, uh, so I think technically I was the fifth uh, employee, the, the first 10 employees at Chili Paper. And when I started here, I was the first sort of sales manager role um, starting at the company. And um, it was difficult to recruit candidates and we didn't have a marketing team set up. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, how do you, how do you thrive and how do you build a company in this type of environment? And I was actually kind of excited to, to do it. And I, th I think we really adopt this notion at the company that no one person is responsible for one function within the company. No one person is solely responsible for sales. No one person is solely responsible for marketing, but rather we're, we're all responsible for, for generating uh, revenue. You know, people are buying in tribes now, so we need to be selling in tribes. And we've really done a great job in terms of getting everyone in the company um, to sort of adopt that mindset. Um, and so that's kind of the, 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 stru the structure that we took on. Uh, fast forward about eight months after starting, we had uh, a very solid inbound lead flow and uh, a pipeline of up to you know, 40 candidates applying every single day for, for roles, whereas previously it was very difficult to get people for even like SDR positions. Um, <clears throat> and, and a lot of it was had to do with some of the campaigns we did. The first campaign I'll talk about um, is uh, sort of on brand with the name of the company. So Chili Piper uh, is sort of a play on words. It's how we, we came up with it. The actual logo is a pipeline. Um, and the sort of saying with the company is like, if our prospects want a tool, we'll build it, um, is basically like the, the symbolism behind uh, and the meaning behind the name. So the first, uh, the first uh, kind of, Thing we were thinking about is like what are, what is the swag that will accompany uh, our company and we don't want to just like give out socks and like hope like I can't tell you how many pairs of socks I have uh, from from companies out there and 
the thing is, is it doesn't evoke emotion and it's not, it's not meaningful. Like, you know, I wear them when I work out and I don't think about the brand ever. So let's take a step back and think creatively and how to get other people to, to recognize and really experience your brand. So we did this uh, really fun campaign with hot sauce. It says light a fire under your sass. We spent like a long time coming up with that tagline. It took a bunch of us to do it. Nobody knew who we were. I, you know, first did it on social media. Then we used um, a platform to send out the, the actual hot sauce. At first, we just kind of used spreadsheets to do it. And then we sort of automated that process. Hundreds of thousands of impressions over LinkedIn um, and, and other platforms. Uh, incredible, like, pipeline for uh, candidates just recognizing the brand. Um, and I'll share some actual other numbers with you as, as well, coming directly from our CRM. So most recently, a campaign of 525 hot sauce bottles, and they're just these little bottles, you may have seen me post about it, um, generated uh, $208,525 in pipeline, resulting in closed one of $94,525 in closed one revenue. Uh, the 525 bottles also resulted in 37 opportunities graded at a 7% conversion rate from <clears throat> uh, two opportunity. Um, and then the overall conversion rate on, um, on the, the program itself uh, was 54%. Um, and, and that was uh, hot sauce, hot sauce influence pipeline. <laughs> Uh, and it sounds crazy. The total cost per bottle is $3, which brings the total cost of the, of the whole thing to $1,575. Uh, so for every, literally, for every $1 we spent, we got uh, a 60x return. Um, and it sounds crazy, but it, it evokes emotion at every conference. Um, it recognized our brand, especially like super uh, in, uh, in the beginning. And it definitely became sort of iconic with who we are. That's one campaign we did. Um, we had and a, Michael. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt, but it also produced a really delicious breakfast for me <laughs> as one of the recipients. And this is actually really good hot sauce. I'm a hot sauce lover, and they didn't skimp out on quality. So I'll give you that voucher. And I, yeah, I, I will say the first time I heard about Chili Piper was from our CEO Gabe, who has a bottle as well. So it, <laughs> I can speak to how successful it is too. Yeah, and it sounds really silly, but like there are real revenue numbers that's tied to being creative and being emotional and like, you know, people talk about being human, but they don't, you know, always talk about how. And I think like having a little fun with it is like a good way to go. A second program we did <laughs> um, was more of a branding play, to, to be honest, but I'll share some of the insight and thinking behind it. Um, we wanted to do a party at Dreamforce, and I said, I don't want to just throw a party like everybody else does, but I wanted to make a big splash. And we put a lot of thought into it, but we came up with the idea of the Account Executive of the Year Awards. We assembled a panel of, of some of the best names in sales, um, and we created the scoring criteria. I got our legal team to approve it. Um, for that campaign, we had over half a million impressions. Um, 800 page views, direct hits to our website just in the first uh, few hours of posting. Um, we had over 225, again, as a small company, over 225 uh, event attendees, um, you know, five amazing like panelists in the, in the industry. Um, the overall cost of the event was around 25K. 
plus uh, around uh, $15,000 for um, awards. Again, half a million uh, impressions across our entire team. Uh, over 700 uh, registrants for the actual event. Um, and it was a, a really, really big success for the company as well. So, um, and something that we're looking into, into doing uh, further. So, um, yeah, created an award for in the sales space. Um, it just so happens uh, Danny was the recipient of that uh, award. Um, I didn't have any influence on it, I promise. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a really successful campaign for the company. And then the last thing I'll, I'll just speak on really quickly is we did these sort of micro dinners around the country to kind of um, where we had sales leaders um, in sort of small groups. And it really fostered meaningful connection to one another. Um, and we and we did several of them as well. So um, in one of them, we did we partnered with a co another company and actually did a cooking class. Um, and, and that was in San Francisco. So um, the big thing for us is like being innovative, like being creative, like don't be afraid to step outside the norm and just like try something. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if you're having fun, the chances are that it will work and it will be exciting and there will actually be a good ROI and a business case um, for you to be able to speak to internally in your company, whether it's like getting approval and then also engaging other people to get excited about your event or whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. So my biggest piece of advice there is just like actually like have fun with what you're doing and don't be afraid to, to get creative and then use everyone in the company to also help you um, promote, recruit, and don't just rely on like one specific uh, person as well. So those are a couple campaigns we did. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I think it's actually on brand for this webinar, um, what you're talking about, like being creative, stepping outside of the norm. Um, and that's kind of been the theme for, for all of you in, in some way or another, like with Danny talking about having personalized conversations, like I'm a marketer talking to another marketer, Mike, you talking about like personal gifts and actually, you know, bringing that personal connection back to sales and the event that you did. And then obviously <laughs> light a fire under your SAS hot sauce. Um, just, being personal, like having your company brand um, be your brand, right? Show personality, do something different. I think especially with this whole kind of crisis that we've been going through, it really has made people open their eyes and think outside of the box and think that, you know, maybe there's not just one way of doing stuff. Maybe I can just try stuff and see if it works. So um, anyways, I appreciate the three of you guys jumping on and just sharing those stories. I personally learned a lot from it. I think I'm going to take aspects from every single thing that you guys said and, and try and implement it here. Um, and hopefully there's a lot of value for everybody that was listening. Um, and for anybody that's on the line here that does have questions or have um, shot us questions already, um, please feel free to email those to me directly and I will distribute those to Danny, Mike, or Michael. Um, but thank you again for, for chiming in and uh, hopefully you guys gain some value from this. All right, everybody have a great day. Take care. Thanks, Brandon. See you, everybody. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.